0: My friends, I am super excited to be back and to welcome you to another edition of everybody's favorite podcast, Kevin.
1: TV channeling.
0: Wow, you said that with such conviction and such <laughs> vigor.
1: Yes, because I am super excited about this episode. Tachi, we're re- reviewing not one, but two brand new shows and one show that hasn't even premiered yet we are super excited and i am so incredibly uh thankful that nbc universal reached out to us to review this show so i am super psyched that we can share it with you guys
0: yes thanks nbc this was really cool thank you so much so shall we get first of all how are you oh i am
1: great like i said before i could not be more excited how are you Tachi?
0: Oh, I'm fantastic. Yeah, Thank I you am, for
1: I, I, I'm, I'm like a Karen on the day that Pumpkin Spice comes back. That's how excited I am.
0: Now that's, that's excitement. <laughs> that is excitement. <laughs> that is excitement. <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get
1: right to it. The first show we're reviewing is a new show uh, from NBC, and it is called Connecting. Uh, let me tell you guys a little bit Ooh. about it. Uh, Connecting is an ensemble comedy about a group of friends trying to stay close and sane through video chats as they share the highs and lows of these extraordinary times. Connecting premieres on NBC Thursday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. Then it moves to 8.30 p.m. beginning October 29th. All right, Tachi, what did you think of NBC's Connecting?
0: So, as you said, Connecting is really timely. It's taking place in the COVID era. It's uh, the first episode made a lot of mention to some of the things that we've experienced living under lockdown, uh, living during a pandemic, Uh, you know, not to speak of the fact that it, the whole episode is a video chat there. It's not branded, so it's not like Skype or Zoom or any of those things, but it's just video chat to talk about well this is what we're doing nowadays so they're all on video chat and initially the uh two of the friends what are their names i'm trying to remember uh well
1: first of all okay ben i believe is one of them and i'm not sure if the other one was mary Uh, mary but the problem one thing i was upset about was on imdb it lists the actors names but it does not list the characters names
0: Right. So, I, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's making thing. it
1: really easy for us to uh, uh, to uh, review something. Uh, thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we're just going to go with thing one and thing two. So his
1: name was definitely Ben and his I think his name was right. Mary.
0: I think uh, before we get we've stopped talking about it, I'll look it up and and, uh, give you the exact answer. So basically they have been friends for years, it seems, and he had another girlfriend who was a live in girlfriend. That makes it sound like a live in housekeeper, but (laughs) who lived, they lived together and they broke up over probably her you know i i guess yeah no it, they, it was quite it clear that like.
1: she she dumped him she was over him she but dumped he wasn't him. over she wasn't over he wasn't over her but she was over him and she took off
0: right exactly and so she has been come on to the video call they all have this scheduled video call right and they uh, she has Ben come on early because she basically wants to ask Ben to move in with her now they were always uh, they were always friends but uh, from what she was saying I gathered there was always a little bit of spark or something between them but they were never single at the same time so now they are single at the same time and I guess she has tried to in the words of uh, of Hamilton not. throwing away her shot so she's shooting her shot and is going to ask her to move in ask him to move in with her and so I'm like wow that's that's really fast even though they had been friends it it's it seems really fast and that's kind of the uh the same uh, some of them had that same idea, like, "Wow, that's you know, that's kind of fast." But the interesting thing is, I saw Oh, her name thinking,
1: is Annie. I found it. Her name is Annie. Annie okay, Annie. So yeah, Annie, the Ben and you. Annie are they're they're basically the Sam and Diane of this show. So the idea right. is, will they or won't they? So Ben's ex. Uh, uh, ben is basically lamenting his ex and missing her because now we're under lockdown. This show takes place. Uh, the pilot episode takes place at the beginning of the pandemic, so it's we're we're at the the end of March, uh, the beginning um, of uh, of April.
0: Yeah, I think Mary is their doctor friend. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, Mary's so, their doctor friend, which we'll get. The doctor friend, who we'll get to later, and so it's uh, it's very appropriate uh, when we start to talk about her. But my question or my thing was. Well, obviously, especially if you're very extroverted or you're used to being around a lot of people, that's why, you know, there's this whole meme that's going around, like, make sure you check on your extroverted friends, especially at the beginning of the pandemic because they are not okay. I used to think I was clear extrovert, but I guess I have a little bit of introvert because I was like, I'm good. Well, oh, <laughs> no, 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 One home, thing that, that I'm, I love I'm good.
1: That. one thing I love the show is doing is talking about how the pand- they have different types of people. So some people... are really that I love how there's one couple that they are loving quarantine life they're living their best quarantine life it's like yes he's he's making homemade uh, of ramen where he's making the noodles from scratch his wife is baking croissants they're like they're redoing their house they're working in their garden they're constantly having sex they are loving quarantine life and they're actually kind of embarrassed and shy about it because other people are having horrible times like one of uh, some one of the friends she absolutely uh uh ellis she loves sports and she is is, uh, is is jonesing for the nba and she's mad because the clippers were having a great season she thought they're going to take it all the way and and it got pulled because of covid and so all, uh, everybody's being affected in different ways and so um it's it's interesting to see annie and um uh, and uh, ben a lot of people, you know, did whole, did the whole kind of uh, pandemic hookup thing where they went back to a recently broke up ex or something like that or somebody that were like, maybe they weren't sure. But you know what? They wanted to have sex and they wanted to have company because they could not be alone. And so the show was dealing with the reality of that for some people.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And I was, I'm wondering, and I guess it will unfold in coming episodes. How much is, uh, how much of this for Annie is really, I am really digging him or love as she says him. Um, or, and how much is it is lo is loneliness? You know, so it's going to be interesting to see um, how that works out. But you're right about that couple living their best lives. And that is many people during the pandemic, you know, people in that kind of same economic bracket. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, I just made homemade uh, ratatouille. Who in the hell has time for that?
1: That <laughs> makes yeah, yeah. no. The, that's one thing that that's one thing that they even. I'm glad that they actually even the couple admits that they're embarrassed because uh, obviously they even said people are hurting. Absolutely, there are people who have died. There are people who have lost their livelihood. There are people now that are, right now is as, as, you know to, today in October that are you know have been evicted because the moratoriums are over. And even for them, when the moratorium was happening your rent did not stop even though that you couldn't be evicted rent continued and when people don't have jobs even if you have a moratorium for like three months when those three months are over, they don't have three months of rent ready to pay. and they People don't. have been shown the door literally. And so the idea that they're embarrassed by how much they're enjoying this because they still have jobs, they're working on Zoom or whatever, and they're doing great. Um, as far as uh, Annie, I believe that she really does love him because she's been feeling this way for a couple of years. The, right. the, the issue has been they've never been single at the same time. Or you, you, right. you miss your window with people sometimes where it's just like, oh, I'm going to finally um, you know i broke up with my you know my my person and then you're gonna make your move and it's just like oh no he just got together with it with his ex and so now you can't it's not cool and then when he's single he's gonna ask you out and but now you're with somebody new so um so, so this is her window but uh-oh the the window may be closing because the ex who dumped him has uh just called him while they were doing their group call to say that she thinks they should move in together.
0: No, no, no. What she No, you're right, but she said he he the way he put it, she was like maybe we should move back in together. That right there says hell no. Maybe we should move back in together? Are you not sure?
1: Oh no, but but, but when people you okay in relationships when like you know, maybe we should they that they want you to say yes. So when her saying maybe we should mean she wants to. When she contacts when you contact somebody that you don't that you don't have sex with anymore and like and you say maybe to them is saying that you want to reignite that spark.
0: Oh, who has time for those reindeer games? Be clear. <laughs> say <laughs> I. <laughs> I am missing you, and I would really like to move back in together. Put it on you. You know, she's just trying to. So if oh he, no, she's putting she her toe down, back into
1: the water. She's right. No, she, she's gonna let. She wants to let him know that it's okay for him to initiate. Because when you've dumped somebody, they're not gonna make a move on you. But you're you're letting them, letting them know that the door is open for them to basically pursue you again is what she was doing. But a lot of people well. truly, when it came to the pandemic, um, a lot of people immediately tried to like jump on someone any one because they didn't want to go through it alone there are people that really can't handle being alone and um so a lot of people jumped on any any passing bus train
0: scooter Segue. Yeah, no, I heard that. I, I, I've heard this. Uh, You know, I guess it's I, I like that they're showing the different ends of it and all the different personalities. Like, for example, you have Pradeep, who is um, a, apparently he has kids and he and his partner have kids. So the thing is, it brought uh, it brings to mind the whole thing of parents who have not been around their children, at all for a long time because you know they're in school you're at work you may get to zen. then they have all these uh activities that they're in so by the time you get to see them it's probably dinner time right so it's dinner time and then it's time for them to do homework and go to bed you never get to see them so now parents not only are you stuck seeing them day in and day out you also also have to teach them it is driving parents crazy they don't know what to do with their own children and it was hilarious to the way they did it so he was playing hide and seek with them and he said um, remember I never hide in the same place twice so don't come here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't come here and they just kept coming back into the same he's hiding in some closet
1: uh, you know, he's not in the laundry room or whatever and they keep coming in there uh, bugging him as he's uh, as he's trying to talk to his friends and I love the fact he goes, he goes yeah I don't my children are not nice people he goes he goes my partner uh, cause he's gay they, uh, he goes like his husband he goes um, he was saying to me he was concerned that our kids weren't nice people and i told him i was like oh you're wrong they're nice he goes but you know what i realize now i never ever saw them he goes i would come home from work and
0: they'd be asleep and they look nice while they were sleeping (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly and and so they were asking him where i forgot what his partner's name was. where such and such he was like in the trunk of the car with a book bastard you know that
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so he was hiding in the trunk with a book light, reading a book to get away from, the, yes. get away from their kids.
0: Yes, yes, but, but but that's real. That is real talk. I mean, you've seen all these things on social media, on TikTok, about how parents are going crazy because now they're spending all this time with their children. So teachers are just like, well, we tried to tell you that uh, Johnny wasn't the best behave. Now you see. Now you see. So I th- I love the fact that they bring in those types of real real situations and angles, and then you have the hypochondriac. What is what's the Stewart Lewis? Uh, I think I can't it's, remember.
1: I, I think it's Lewis. Let me look it up. Give me a second. Yeah, that, it's a
0: uh, it's with a, uh, ooh sound. Eli, oh,
1: it's Eli. It's Eli. Uh, it's, no, Ruf- Rufus. 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 Eli. Rufus. He plays. An actor is named Eli, but he plays Rufus. Yeah, right, so I knew he was like. Ooh yeah, he he's online and he's looking into every conspiracy theory there is. So he's actually wearing a mask inside the house by himself. That's that's how concerned he is about COVID. And he he said, "Well, they told us before we didn't have to wear a mask outside." He goes, "Now they're saying okay." Okay, wear it outside he goes well i'm wearing it outside and inside you all laughed exactly. at me when i said to wear a mask outside now now who's laughing
0: exactly but the thing is it's not just a mask it's like a gas mask like oh, there's been a nu- nuclear if, holocaust if, if basically
1: this, if you were basically working at orkin and you were ba- doing pest control that's the the kind of thing that they would wear when they're fumigating a house
0: exactly exactly <laughs> like there's been a nuclear nuclear holocaust somewhere it's just it's But you do have people like that. I don't know if you know people like that, but I know some people that I'm like, you know what? It's not that serious. Yes, be careful. Not, Not talking about COVID, but I'm talking about just illnesses in general. So they're like, basically like hypochondria have hypochondriacs yeah no
1: this is but see this has been the time where the hypochondriacs they rule the world they're the ones they're like "Mm mm-hmm. yeah all right okay all of you people that thought that i overreacted to stuff what about now how you like me now kind of basically the attitude of people like that right now they're they talk about living your best life um one thing there's a character wow you
0: have just named three hip-hop songs and everything you just said but go ahead i just
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one of my favorite lines in the whole episode was uh, from uh, Ellis. Um uh she was basically talking about when when she hears that um, Ben is thinking about you know getting back with his ex and moving in together during the pandemic. She said uh, she goes it's 11:30 p.m. on prom night. A lot of bad decisions are about to be made. <laughs>
0: <I'm> like <laughs> oh my god.
1: That was so perfect. It is it's really shocking to me how many people actually did that in real life. So what I love about the show is they really did get a beat on the different ways people kind of dealt with this situation and i thought it was really an interesting take to have people who really were not having a hard time with this at all and then people that were really struggling and talk about struggling we meet a doctor character uh mary and the show got insanely real when she comes on the scene because she's a doctor and she is in new york at the height of the of the outbreak there and it went from comedy to serious drama during her monologue
0: yeah no absolutely um it the good thing is that uh, they could not have done something like this without including first responders in some way shape or form and i think that the writers recognize this hence her character but uh, you know the thing that I didn't like that not that I didn't like the thing that I did like was that it was it was very real uh it's like you have a doctor friend and you do ask about things like especially when there's a pandemic you're asking about these things asking how they are and she's trying to keep you know a brave face at first and then you know it starts to hit her. Yeah, the right?
1: dam damn breaks and it all comes tumbling out the reality of what her job is like and the reality of what she's seeing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, the funny thing is that she brings it back at the end and she's like also upset that the uh that sports is canceled so basically. So yeah, kind of like because she had
1: incredible Clipper seats and she's mad that. and also I love that we're saying like they, uh, one of them says like she goes, we were she goes, we were pre lemonade Beyonce uh up, 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 you know with our with those seats we were right in right on right on the court we were pre we were pre uh, lemonade Beyonce and then one of them said I think what 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 Beyonce they said they were like they were naming different Beyonces and they were, they were like we were single lady Beyonces Uh <laughs> <laughs> cheering in the. Cr- cheering on camera and so that's all over so i i thought that that was a really neat note to end it on and so i'm curious to see where the show will go in the future as far as what what timeline will it stick to will it stick to the beginning of covid and will the season get catch up to where we are now because let's face it some people are out like la- acting as if COVID doesn't exist anymore, even right. though it very much does exist. Uh, I think our president got that rude <laughs> awakening <laughs> very recently, even though he <laughs> thought, oh, the, and he was even just saying during the debate, like, oh, the, the you know the it's it's in the rearview mirror kind of thing, and just like, oh, no, it's not. So and he was
0: talking about his uh, about Biden every time I see him, he has on the biggest mask. Well, maybe if you had one on too, exactly, anyway.
1: exactly. So, we <laughs> didn't mean to get super political. But but anyway, right. but this show is kind of political, like it or not. It's the reality of what of the world we're living in. So the question Correct. I have is: Are people gonna want to watch something that's dealing with the reality that we're living in, or we're living in for some of us uh, earlier, or are do people want to escape that, or do people want to actually see people kind of you know going a scripted drama, a scripted comedy about people dealing with the reality of life in 2020?
0: You know, I think this is the interesting thing and I, I I think it's a very poignant question that you asked because my thing is like, how much how many wings does this show have beyond COVID? Because they started with COVID. Will they then start to transition? Um, to something else once this i mean exactly the where they're future. not where they're
1: not on zoom or where they're doing things like you know because i i know where people right. will do things where like okay you know what let's get together in my backyard you stay six feet away you stay on the other side and we'll we'll have well like you know, people get together with a neighbor where you have one on your side of the fence i have one on my side of the fence and we just sit there and talk kind of thing so i'll be interested to see if the show goes uh, of you know visually changes because right now it is just this group call and where people pop in and pop out of the room so it'll be interesting to see if the show continues if it's a success if we'll go into seeing more of the the sets like we'll see people's uh, uh, actual whole house not just one room in their house um so i'll be curious to see that um one my one complaint is Uh, that I really wish we had more of an idea of how these people know each other and how they became friends. Now, I've complained, people are probably saying, I'm like, Kevin, you complain about this. Yes, I complain about where lots of times on, on shows... Uh, pilots of shows, people will say things like, "God, ah, I can't, stop talking to me like that. You've been talking like to me like that, like I'm a kid since we met. Since we met in eighth grade, you know." <laughs> and so, the people, they're all, so we're <laughs> explaining to the audience how we know each other. But I will say in this, they do mention that the Ben and one of the couple that's living their best life—that's his sister. So that that's how they're connected. But the other ones, the people seem so different in age and vibe. It's just like I'm not quite. Sure sure that these people felt they would genuinely that they would connect and be friends exactly I'm not exactly understanding the dynamic of the, the people or how they would have come together so I would have actually liked it if I were writing the script for this, or if I was a consultant, which NBC, unfortunately, they did not, they contacted me to review this, but they did not contact me when they were basically in the development stage. Because what I would have said is, I would it would have been neat if the, if one of them would have invited a friend who didn't know everybody into the group, because he could have been the one or she could have been the one asking like, well, how do you guys all know each other? And then they could have basically been explained to that new person, oh, well, see, I met so-and-so in college, and then so-and-so used to be so-and-so's neighbor, and then Jimmy used to be my roommate and so because it doesn't they're not uh, over time i'm sure they'll maybe tell us more about how they know each other or what their connections are why they're connecting but in the first episode i was kind of like how do these people because again there's also there's different ages um, uh, as well so it's just like i'm not sure the uh i, I would like more kind of background on how they know each other and get more time and more i'd like to see more calls with just we only see one call with the two um i think main characters uh uh what's her name annie annie and ben we get them by themselves but i'd like to see calls with like say uh ellis and the doctor uh mary together so we could get more of the interpersonal relationships of, of them the different dynamics i'd like to know more about the dynamics of the individual characters how they connect
0: you know i and i that that is a fair assessment i would have said it i wrote this down okay it's because mary is a doctor in new york obviously she was uh i don't know if she was sent to new york it sounds like she was because they
1: because remember they were living their best beyonce life here in la going to go clipper games uh wait where are the clippers play are they still in la i remember what no. are.
0: Clipper? uh, You're asking the wrong one, but I don't think it's L.A., is it?
1: Clippers used to be in L.A., but I know where the Clippers are now. But anyway, whatever the case is, um, it seems as if she had been, that she used to live in L.A. I'm not sure. So hopefully over the next few episodes, they'll give us more background on the connections, on how these people know each other, and the story of why one of the friends is in New York. Because all the other friends live in L.A. It'd be different if all the friends lived in different cities, but they all live in L.A. except for the doctor. Which makes me think that she was called out there because of of reality because a lot of in in real life some doctors did specifically doctors even came out of retirement to go to new york to try and help
0: so yes i just looked it up the clippers are still in la it gave me an education but i think that uh, what your point is 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 fair and that's a fair assessment it would have made more sense to me if they were all in new york because you do have that kind of friendship group in New York. You see that all the time where it's like, well, how do you know each other? You know, it's not like other places where your friendship groups tend to be so homogenous, you know, depending it, it, that I so I thought right you know before that they lived in New York, but I said, oh wait a minute, it's L.A. So I don't know because I don't live in L.A., but you do. Do you see that often where you have this variety of friendship groups?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I do, but I feel like I'm an unusual case. And so to me, I would like some explanation of how you know because there you meet people in real life in weird weird ways where you meet somebody like one of my best friends of all time. I met him because uh i met him because he was like a neighbor of somebody that i was friends with that 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 friendship ended ages ago but i but my, my became stayed friends with that person who was like you know 10 plus years older than me so you can meet people in all kinds of weird ways and and connect with them i get that i'm just saying on this sh- in the first episode i wasn't exactly getting the dynamic nor the vibe where all of them felt like it would it did not feel like they would all be friends to me uh, on the first viewing now i might feel differently after seeing a couple couple more episodes so i don't know if this is about casting or if this is about just the the dynamic of how the show was shot there was a show on i can't i'm trying to think of the name of it there was a show that was on for like uh, uh, it was a mid-season show on fox i'd say 10 years ago or something like that i can't remember the name of it i think it was called something like signals or stoplight or something like that whatever it was traffic whatever it was it was really neat because basically it was about three men who were best friends who talked via uh being playing video game chat so they'd be playing a video game and they'd be chatting and we would see different bits of their life during the day with their different girlfriends and wives but then they would kind of talk in the while while playing video games they would kind of reconnect about their day and their problems and their problem with their boss and it was a neat little show that uh that to me was gone way too soon so it reminded me a little bit about uh, about of this show about the fact people connecting via you know a, a you know cyber connecting that aren't in each other's lives physically um which was interesting but the show I will say the show does feel claustrophobic and so to me another note I would give the producers is I need you to like show other than just this i know the idea they're thinking this is of the moment to have the zoom call be the whole show it should only be a part of the show because even if you are friends and you're connecting on video calls you also would talk on the phone so i need to see somebody in the kitchen talking to one of the friends on the phone about something that happened like you know what i did i didn't want to talk about this on the zoom call with tachi but i feel like tachi is making a huge mistake talking to jeff again and like you're oh. right but you should you should have told her back when we were on this group call I'm like, I'm not, you know how toxic she gets when you try to tell her about what she should do in her love life, even though she's always wrong. I need scenes like that where they break off, they split off. We see more. It doesn't feel as claustrophobic because we're seeing somebody else. We're seeing somebody in their apartment. We're seeing another person in their backyard, uh, uh, you know, floating on, on, a, on, a, on a unicorn floating in their pool on the phone talking to you. Um, that would kind of make it not feel as claustrophobic.
0: Why do I have to be dating Jeff anyway? (laughs) uh, (laughs) I was trying to tell you not to talk to Jeff again, but you were like,
1: I'm going to do what I want to do, Kevin. Uh,
0: That damn Jeff. Okay, so there are three things that I really wanted to bring out about this before we uh, kind of wrap it up. So one thing, and it's a, a thing that you know, one of my only problems with it is that the okay. So Andy had a virtual background, which was supposed to be the Cheers set, right, the bar, and I think mostly everybody else had their was not using a virtual background. Yeah, that's everybody else was real. in their real real places. Yeah. Right, and that's real because you always have somebody who's using. A, in fact, she used it better than most because uh, most real life Zoom and virtual uh virtual calls. The backgrounds look horrible. I'm like, you live in Minnesota. I know your behind is not on the beach. Stop it. So she used it better than most, but that's my my you know issue. Yeah. The issue is that it's too. The lighting was too good, and you know for the most part, with the exception of Pradeep, who was in the closet. Um, wow, he really wasn't in the. <laughs> closet, <though. laughs>
1: but his closet had a washing machine, so it's a pretty nice closet.
0: It's a really nice closet. So with the with the exception of that, you know, when he opened the door, you know, when the door was open and the kids so you could the lighting looked pretty even. Now, I get that you don't want to Disturb the audience's. Yeah, they don't want to be too real, to, Tachi. To it needs to be too real. It,
1: they want to have decent lights. Like, this, this is a television show, a primetime TV show. So they need to have the characters have be decently lit.
0: Right, but I decently lit. But I think it could have been a little less decently lit because it takes you out of the world of video call. I'm well, the funny saying. thing is, I want to be so, taken out of the
1: world even further with with actual regular TV show lighting, and I need to see these people's apartments and homes. I need to I needed not to feel so claustrophobic, and I feel like if we get it, if we did too much just Zoom calls, and the reality of what Zoom calls really look like would be even less appealing to me anyway.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I'm not saying make it too Zoom call like, because that's awful. But I mean, I think if you if you do if you mix it up between what happens in their own homes, their own spaces, uh, I who know we don't know what they do yet and what they except for Mary. Some of them pro- could possibly be going to the office and wearing masks and doing things. You know, it just really depends. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I think it was a little too real. I'm sorry, it was a little too staged in terms of the lighting. So I think they need to turn it down just a notch because then there's no juxtaposition between the lighting in their house and stuff if they're making it too perfect. So that's one thing. Also um There's a, there's a hilarious part (laughs) that when, um, who was it, Mary, who, no, no, no. When she says to, it was just Pradeep and Ellis on on the call, I think at first with, with Annie and she was talking to them about, I guess, asking him to move in or Mm -hmm. something. There is some part where they're like all shocked. And then she, somebody says, Oh, think she's, they think, they think the car was yeah.
1: frozen. They think they, the yeah. car was frozen.
0: Because oh, she goes, I love him. And they're all, oh, and they all freeze. And so and she, they thinks, free- that they, they, she oh. thinks that, she thinks that. It's when he goes away and then he comes back and she says that and she thinks he's hurt. They're like, oh, he was like, "Is everybody frozen?
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was genius
0: that was that was hilarious because those things happened. And then, uh, finally, did you hear that? Did you hear the plug, the little product placement thing for Verizon Network? Yeah,
1: oh, if we, if we could all easily talk I'm like, oh, come on. thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. i I had that in my notes and forgot to mention it. Yes, the Verizon thing sponsored by Verizon
0: exactly. The only thing that would have made it more, uh, you know, what they should have done is actually had the Verizon things flash across the screen. That would have made it, that, that would have made it just comical. Or could have
1: said, you know, the only thing that's getting me through COVID is these delicious Cheez-Its. You know, it's, it's just like, oh come on! It just it that felt absolutely clunky. Um, uh, yeah, that was a huge mistake. No, yeah, not absolutely. not a good look. It it not a good look.
0: Well, I mean, I guess we have come to the point. All right, Tachi, it's yeah. time for
1: me to ask the question I love to ask. So okay. when, it come, when it comes to NBC's new comedy, Connecting, are you going to keep watching or change the channel?
0: You know, I'm interested to see how it develops, so I'm going to keep watching, but they have an uphill battle. They have a big job in terms of keeping viewers interested and making it beyond COVID, because if the whole thing is going to be about COVID and video calls, it's going to get old very fast. I don't care what the storyline is, so I'm going to watch because I want to see how it develops, but the moment that I still see you on episode three in this damn video call, (laughs) <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So I yeah, I um because there said there were some uh, really cute moments. I, I'm interested to see what happens with uh, the relationship between Annie and Ben, how that develops. Um do they actually get together in real life? Those types of things. So that's what, what I want to see. So tentatively, yes, I am going to keep watching. But you're on borrowed time. All right, so <laughs> Kevin, when it comes to connected or NBC's connected, thanks NBC. Will you keep watching or will you change the channel?
1: Well, it's actually called connecting. But anyway, um,
0: I <laughs> did. Said I said, I said,
1: you said connected. I said connecting. You said connected.
0: No, I said connecting.
1: tachi listen to the tape this is recorded all right so anyway you (laughs) you said connected twice in a row but anyway that's not the point you know what you're not you're my tv twin for a reason because i feel the exact same way i'm interested to see where the show goes but i the shelf life of this i'm concerned unless they again take my notes nbc you need to broaden the look of the show um i believe they actually started filming this in the height of COVID, where they're actually filming it in their real houses but they need to broaden the look of the show we need to see more of the world besides just the zoom calls the whole episode it's a cute gimmick but it can't be week in week out just uh seeing zoom calls
0: you know it is it's going to be that that's the thing about starting something in in a place because then you have to kind of finish it there unless because if it's going to be that now and these are these people's real homes are you going to move to another room in the home? Do they want that? Do they, is it ready to be shown? You know, th- those types of things. So, lots well, of questions. I, I, well,
1: well, well, some things have started actually filming. Some shows are shooting. Um, one of the reasons why I mentioned at the beginning of the show that the show uh, Connecting is moving to a different time slot later in the uh, month of October is because uh, it's going to be paired with Superstore. Superstore is coming back. So, that means they're shooting Superstore right now. So, there are some shows that are shooting and they're trying to find ways to do it they just the the season premiere of saturday night live just happened i have no idea what the protocols are there how they're doing it because characters were touching each other a lot of uh, at the very end of the show where everybody's on the stage they were all wearing masks but the characters i thought that the, the that all of the different uh uh sketches would be where they'd be standing really far apart from each other no Don't. they were not
0: Well, remember, they've uh, come to these agreements of of what happens. And so these actors are in zone A, meaning they are not wearing PPP because of the things that they have to do, et cetera. But they get tested, I think, at least twice a week. So they get tested, you know, multiple times a week. Yeah, but,
1: but okay, but again, look at what happened with the president and like almost every other Republican in his orbit is now positive because just because you got you could be tested today and come up negative and you could actually still you could be viral shedding you could actually have covid and it takes like a day or so for it to actually uh show up in a test so just because they test somebody on show night and it says that they're negative does not mean that they they don't have the virus and they could not be passing that virus around if you don't believe me ask hope hicks
0: Right. No, that that that's very true. But the reality is there's a difference between intentionally not wearing any PPP and then you happen to get it and spread it and being very pointed and following the rules. And I'm sure there was like kind of a bubble situation before they even started shooting to make sure everybody was negative. And to, that doesn't that's not even 100 percent, but it's different because this is a more controlled situation.
1: No, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading some articles about how they're shooting uh, Saturday Night Live because I'm a yeah. big fan of British soaps and British soaps started filming like a month or so ago and oh my god, the way they're staging everything is so awkward. Characters are always standing six feet away from each other. My favorite thing is scenes where uh, two people are walking down a sidewalk and they're saying like, oh my god, Tachi, nobody can know that we killed your ex-boyfriend Jeff for his and Inheritance, and but we're but you're literally six feet away from in front of me, and guess Kevin, no one can know our horrible secret. I'm like, why are we yelling our secret (laughs) on the street, no less, in the middle of the day? Because the characters will, the actors will not. They have rules about how. Close the actors can be to each other, and nobody's touching. No matter how hot and how passionate your relationship is on the show, you're not touching. And when they are trying to have something remotely look romantic, what they do is it is a ballet of. Tons of shots where they're having people have their real partners in real life from the back of the head, put a wig on them. And if you're going to have a kissing scene, you're kissing your real partner and they're showing your face and not the other person. They're showing their lips, but not their face. And it's just like they're playing all kinds of games, trying to shoot this in the age of COVID and not have everybody get sick. So I was stunned to see all of the touching and closeness on SNL.
0: Well, uh, Kevin, as long as you're six feet apart, nobody can hear your secrets. So just (laughs) (laughs) so don't 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 fret. We will will not go to
1: jail for murdering Jeff. No. All right. So let's <laughs> let's move on to our next victim, Tanchi. So um, um, the next show we're actually going to review is a new show coming to net. Oh, not coming to Netflix is actually just dropped onto Netflix. And it's called Emily in Paris.
0: Yes. Emile and- en Paris
1: okay all right so let me tell you a little bit about Emily in Paris a young American woman from the Midwest named Emily is hired by a marketing firm in Paris to provide them with an American perspective on things Emily brings her can-do American attitude and fresh ideas to her new office in Paris but her inability to speak French turns out to be a major your faux pas all right tachi what did you think of netflix's emily in paris
0: okay so let me tell you the vibes i'm getting from this show i'm getting sex in the city when carrie bradshaw decided she was going to live in paris with her uh sexy boyfriend uh, uh what's his name uh barishnikov but i can't remember his uh name on the show i'm, yeah, I'm can getting i getting yeah, but I know it's Mikhail Borishnikov. I'm getting uh, vibes of Sex in the City in general. I'm getting Devil Wears Prada vibes as well. And those are all shows that I really love because, number one, you know I love fashion. Um, and so fashion actually plays a character uh, here. There's uh, um, just some wonderful fashion that you see. It's not like it's like, oh my God, but there's some really wonderful, tasteful things, and there's this quaintness of living in Paris. I'm struck by um, the... Again, this audacity that we always talk about, and that's what happens. So what happens is Emily is not the person who's originally supposed to go. It's supposed to be uh, her boss that's a, uh Played a bumper, by Kate Walsh. Played by played by Kate Walsh, who was supposed to go. But it ends up that Kate Walsh, or her boss, is pregnant, so she can't take that position. So Emily was supposed to move, get a promotion, and move into her boss's position. But since she's pregnant and she decided, you know, she's not going, she... Uh, the the position was offered to Emily who promptly took it. Uh you know, with I, I guess no reservation, but her boyfriend, you could tell, had some reservation about that. Oh, I mean,
1: there's, there's a really funny line where uh, when she tells her boyfriend that she will be working in Paris for a year and he has a look on his face that you just mentioned. And so she goes, you know, uh, you look worried. And then he goes, oh, I'm not worried. Paris is the one who should be worried.
0: Yes, that's a great line. But I'm like, yeah, cover up. You are worried. absolutely absolutely so you know when she gets to Paris though there's this whole it's like typical like uh, the the archetype of the typical clueless american my thing is like okay she she said um, you know i tried to learn you know i was using rosetta stone was it Reza, rosetta stone on the
1: plane and it hasn't taken it I, it well, hasn't well, taken i gotta set yet. up this scene so she's at our very first meeting and it's a round table with all these people and the moment she she goes she goes hello i'm emily and um she goes uh, and she said um i'm sorry for speaking uh english but i took rosetta stone on the pl- i was using rosetta stone on the flight here but it hasn't taken yet and the moment she says that a, an incre- an impossibly chic woman across the table looks at her stands up and walks right out of the room And it was just, I laughed out loud when she just like, oh, nope. And she just left.
0: She she was like, oh, she doesn't speak English. So as if that was an excuse for her to walk away. But it was, you know, but it all these different things become, thanks for that setup, become, you know, the typical clueless American, like not speaking French and thinking that five minutes with Rosetta Stone was going to turn you into, you know, a fluent French speaker. Uh, Also, um, the fact that, you, you she kept making comments about yeah and this happens sometimes with americans americans will go places and expect it to be just like the us so in, apparently in france the first level is like the uh the ground yeah, the, the level, first level right? is called the it's called it is, the
1: ground that's the ground floor and the then the next the, the, what we would call the second floor is actually called the first floor so there's a ground Correct. floor first floor and and so
0: on Exactly. So, you know, instead of going with her like, oh, that's that's interesting. She's like oh, that doesn't make any sense which it doesn't make any sense to you, you know? And so there's this whole, they kind of set her up as this uh, clueless girl, this clueless girl in terms of uh, the clueless American because there's uh, someone that she meets that's a nanny and they end up become, I guess, you know, initially they're going to become friends, but, you know, they start hanging out together and she meets her in the park. Uh, She's uh, a nanny, but not a nanny. So she, um, what was I going to say? Damn it. <laughs> was well, I will say thought, about that—the the world's sexiest, hottest
1: nanny ever. Yeah, because yeah. they meet because of uh, uh, Emily is really lonely because the people at work are basically shunning her because her boss uh, is not happy, and so she talks to the owner uh, and say like, "Why is this? You know, this clueless American here?" And he says it was basically uh, one of the conditions of the merger because Kate Wall set it up that if there was during, during this company merger, that she would have a job because it was her dream to work in Paris and so the that slot is there for a year and so uh so then the 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 uh Emily's boss ask ask her boss like well how long you know do we have to put up with her and she'll she can stay here as long as she wants to stay here and so then the boss says oh well with me as her boss we'll just see how long that takes so she yeah. basically made it clear that she does not want her there and so all the other employees are take are following her lead and so emily asked oh would you like to go to lunch and so then her boss goes oh i'm going to be having a cigarette and then she asked uh uh this uh uh clearly they have this uh uh, uh, uh stereotypical i feel gay uh black guy that works there and she asked him to lunch and he basically says that he has plans she asked somebody else they claim to have a stomach condition and then later when she goes to lunch by herself she's walking by and she sees all of her co-workers all at some fabulous cafe laughing and having an incredible time
0: <laughs> yeah which is so you know i'm like oh that's that's that that wasn't nice but you know, uh, on the other end of it, it's like I think there are these expectations like um, uh, just that things should be like they are in the U.S. Like, oh, well, well oh, this well. should be the the second this should be the second floor not the first floor well there's a
1: great there was a great line that the nanny tells her when she says uh, uh, tells her uh you know how she's not she's lonely and not enjoying paris yet and so she says oh she goes oh she goes P- P- paris, parisian people are mean she and she was saying how she owes chinese people she goes they'll be mean behind your back french right. people will be mean to your face exactly. <laughs> so i thought that was excellent
0: Exactly. I wrote that down, too. I wrote that down, too. And there's okay. there's this line in there that um, the uh, one of the the people in the office, one of the bosses, the guy, (laughs) the guy, He is, uh, you know, she's talking to him about, like, she says that, oh, well, um, he's like, why is everybody, they're so fat, and there's so much this, and there's so, because when she was telling him that she worked for a pharmaceutical, you know, did social media and stuff for a pharmaceutical company, and she was like, oh, so you create a condition, so he was basically doing all this stuff, but she handled it very well, and then he says, she says, well, smoking causes, you know, cancer and diabetes. Yeah, diabetes, right, and he says, Smoking is a pleasure. Without pleasure, who are we? And then her boss says... Germans.
1: Uh-huh. We're Germans.
0: Who if, yes. if, we,
1: if we don't have pleasure, who are we? And she goes, Germans. Germans,
0: yes. <laughs> so I thought, I thought, wow, sorry, Germans.
1: Okay, to, to show you how, to me, how well put together this pilot is, um, you mentioned the whole misunderstanding about how the floors work so one a, after a day at work and a, another delightful fridge misunderstanding she shows up uh to work the next day the second her second day um at like 8 30 in the morning and the place is locked up and so, like is it a holiday that she doesn't know about and then she's there for two hours trying to reach people to find what's going on and then one that the the that uh black gay guy shows up and just like oh we don't open until 10 30. It's that's when a, their that's when their work day starts.
0: Right at ten thirty. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But uh but what I was gonna say about how Im- incredible how the pilot is set up. So we have the misunderstanding about how the floors work and so when she comes home from work her second day and she's super tired, she's high, she's wearing these impossibly high heels and she's climbing up all these flights of stairs because her apartment that the company is paying for is on the sixth floor. So she's trying to put her key in the lock and it's not opening and she's not understanding. All of a sudden, an impossibly hot French guy opens the door and so she said oh my uh she goes i thought this was my apartment uh, on the on the uh on the fifth floor and and he goes this is the fourth floor and so she goes oh yeah and so then she goes oh hi i'm your new neighbor i'm emily from chicago and so he says um uh i'm uh, what's his name oh i'm gabriel from normandy and so she goes, oh, I know that beach, Saving Private Ryan, right? So she has a lot of lines like that where she is like super Gen Y. There's another line where, like that where she says where she's, um, on, she's on this impossibly beautiful bridge uh, at sunset. And she is uh, v- uh, video chatting with her boyfriend back in Chicago. And so she says, the whole city looks like Ratatouille yes Yes. oh my god what a gen y thing to say but anyway so gabriel will definitely be playing a part on this show so her boyfriend in chicago he got a passport but he better get there quick because not only is there gabriel but when she's shown the apartment there is a realtor and yes. i love him because he uh he asked her like oh would you like to go to coffee or something and she was saying oh i have a boyfriend he goes oh you have a boyfriend in paris and so she goes oh no my boyfriend lives in chicago he goes oh so you're saying you don't have a boyfriend in, right, paris? in paris exactly oh so like here's my
0: card exactly. <laughs> so like oh wow i'm like did, did they purposely pick the most beautiful but down to the um they have this campaign right with uh one of the accounts and the the guy the uh the guy i can't remember his name but he's like the head over the account he is i'm like were you molded from clay okay what first of all hell? you have you have
1: clearly cheated tachi and you're on episode two i'm still oh. talking about episode one so we already know how you win. you continued on but yes Oops. but everybody that well you how been, would you know a-
0: that if you because
1: didn't. that didn't happen in ep- i only saw episode one that that have we have not gotten to anybody who's in charge of an account who's molded and chiseled other than the the uh realtor being molded and chiseled and from granite and the neighbor uh gabriel downstairs also made from granite as well uh so there's a lot of people made you from know granite. what
0: that's just true sorry yeah and not to mention that. her
1: boyfriend from chicago let's give a shout out to the american guy he uh he not only was he cute but they had like um he and emily he called Emily at at 3 o'clock in the morning because it's 7 o'clock in the evening for him and he's in the mood for some uh, electronic love and suggests that they kind of have a a cyber you know sex session and so uh, so he takes off his shirt so we get it so we get it so they're giving us a gander in him yes so yeah so there's like if you're if this show to me is a marketing scheme from start to finish First of all, the clothes. The oh. fact that Emily is was a pharmaceutical person and just every outfit that girl, they put her in, just like she everything was magazine cover ready then we went to the nanny in the park and the nanny was ready to be on the cover of l i was just like I mean, what the, I mean, her, her boss could not be more fashionable the woman who is the french head of uh, the social media who is impossibly chic
0: and stellar I, looking I, I mean just everybody that i looked at i looked at that and i'm like I don't think I'm dressed properly to be watching this. I know. <laughs> exactly. I, I felt like,
1: oh, my God. Should I be wearing sweats watching this? Because I feel guilty. Everybody was dressed to the
0: nines. Impeccably.
1: They're going to sell so many clothes based on this show. And even me, a man, when um, at one point when, when she first gets to Paris, we get a look at her iPhone case. And I'm like, I need to. I need that iPhone case. It looks like an old school camera. I have never seen an iPhone case quite like that. Um, maybe it's a thing that Gen-wise know about, but I did not know about it. And I, it's on my shopping list. Christmas is coming, people. Find out
0: where. Find out. Find that case. Send it to me. I want that yellow dress that she had on, and that that yellow dress was just like I'm like that is so. And that bag, that's with what the I think. black shoes. Okay, we so see her, Paris
1: when she gets to Paris and she's lugging those the, her suitcases up there. How much did does she have? Was her suitcase by the by line uh, by the Doctor Who? Because what kind of tortoise <laughs> suitcase does she have? She, in the first episode, Tachi, we saw thirty outfits, easy. So <laughs> with it, with different shoes in every. outfit. Outfit. so how is an accessory she had different jewelry she had different like uh, s- s- sunglasses <laughs> like how did she pack all that stuff in those suitcases that we saw her take up those stairs
0: i have no clue i'm just going to assume that she also did a little bit of shopping while she was there and maybe some of these things are stuff she picked up but i i'm ju- i'm just in love with the fashion and so okay so how look how uncanny is this It is also Paris Fashion Week. (gasps) Spooky. Very spooky. So we've got, I'm already, because I'm watching all the shows, you know, from Paris Fashion Week and everything. And then this happens and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like Paris Fashion Week in a bottle. It is just wonderful. So even if you are not about the story, which I don't understand why, but even if you're not there for the story, be there for the fashion
1: no this, this show is gorgeous from start to finish another thing speaking about gorgeous we we see when, when she gets to her apartment for the first time which is a small modest apartment but when when the, when they open up the double the double windows and you see that insane view of Paris out of her window and she says another insanely Gen Y thing she goes I feel like Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge and just like yes. uh, I'm like damn it you're making me like you bitch <laughs> I, I, I just it's <laughs> like I I could not believe it. Okay, all right. Before we go any, f- oh, I gotta mention one other thing. Yes. We mentioned the fact that her and her boyfriend were having a little bit of cyber closeness. Yes. And then they got it ended up. He ended up finishing, shockingly, but she did not. And so she reaches for. A vibrator. The moment she eat, she even reached for it. I'm like, we know where this is gonna go nowhere good. I won't give away what happens, but I'm just like, I knew where it was going. I knew where it was going when she reached for it. What was gonna happen? Uh, you have to watch it yourself to see what happens. But it just like I laughed so hard when I, that happened.
0: And you know, sometimes uh, they, you know, they put in. They put in, you know, gratuitous sex and things like that um, sometimes. And you're like, well, why is this here? But it made sense. You're in a long-distance uh, relationship with your boyfriend. You're trying to keep things alive. as long-distance. You don't get yours, so you find a way to do so, and then hilarity ensues. So there is another thing that I wanted to, um, to mention, uh, that uh, Luke, I believe, who is the... Coworker with the curly hair, the kind of yeah. Oh, that was a, such a nice
1: moment. Go ahead.
0: Right. So when he um, he kind of basically lets her know that you know he kind of apologizes for the the going downs of some of the things. And he like she's at a cafe by herself. He sits down, and um, it it points to the differences between uh, European work and American work, the way Europeans work and the way Americans work. Yeah, he so says, he, he s- says,
1: yeah, you-, you live to work and we work to live.
0: Can I give the line, Kevin? I mean, oh, damn. I'm s- uh,
1: he says more stuff. Go ahead.
0: That's what I was going to give. It's too damn late. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need, to, you need to be more French in your approach, Kevin.
1: <laughs> he said more things too, though.
0: But that was the one that I was pointing out because it really points to the difference between the way Americans think about work and the way that Europeans think about work. Um, you know, Europeans, they, yeah, they work, but they also value their downtime. They also value family time and time with friends, right? It it makes for a well-rounded work life, whereas with Americans, when you go to a, a party or something, what's the first thing people say? What do, what you, do, do you do? Yeah, what do you do? So in, in the U.S., often... You are defined by where you work, whereas, and you know, and this is just a blanket statement. But from what I hear and from what I know uh, from, about Europeans that I know, that is just one part of who makes them up. And it's not what they are.
1: Well, Tati, you should say the line again, but say it with your French accent. I think that'll make it mean even more.
0: But see, Now you're not messed up again because I don't do French
1: accent. (laughs) Oh, Tachi. (laughs) In America, you live to work, but in France, we work to live.
0: In America, you live to work, we work to live. Go away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Tachi, let's go to the chase when it comes to Emily in Paris, Netflix's Emily in Paris. Are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel?
0: I just have to say I'm in love with this show. I have not been to Paris yet. I've been to Europe, but I've not been to Paris and that is one of the places on my list to visit. And, the, the way they shoot things, the what the shots that they choose, you know, at this day and age, we keep saying when things are beautifully shot, but I'm like, there's no reason. You don't get on Netflix unless you just, something is beautifully shot. So it's not even that. It's the shots that they did pick. It's that shot on the bridge. It's that 500-year-old oh, pro- building. The- that's but but the the
1: said. one person elevator. I've never even seen a one person elevator before. To I guess retrofitted for that for the, the her office complex because yes. I guess it's a super old building. We see her ascend in this tiny jewel box elevator.
0: Yes, yes. It's the it's the place where they had the party. It's the it's the um the, the avenues. It's, the, it's cafe, the cafe. It's the cafe. When cafes. she's lonely. Oh my god, that was gorgeous. I mean, uh, the idea of the café was born in Paris, so I... I it, it, it gives you a slice of living there so Paris is a character in this as well so just the, the again not just the beauty of the of the shots it's the shots they selected it's the fashion it's the story it's it's just everything I I am really in love with this show that this is my kind of show I love I love all types of TV but I really am in love with this genre so it's it, it, I, I don't know what else to say. Of course, I'm going to keep watching. So, Kevin, when it comes to Netflix's Emily in Paris, are you going to keep watching or change the channel?
1: She had me at that damn iPhone case.
0: I was like, <laughs> God dang it.
1: I was I was so mad. I cannot get over how, this. I, I can easily say. 2020 has been an absolutely, it's a dumpster fire of a year, but this has been the best pilot episode yes. of the year easily. This was such a well thought out pilot. I feel like you like this girl so quickly the actress the star of it she's so likable uh the way they write her is so fun even the way we they give us glimpses of her social media and the way they they film it and like even like when she's on the bridge or when she's talking to her boyfriend and the way they put the way they position his face on his phone screen while she's talking and the way it's composed gorgeous flawless and i love when she posts on like lonely in paris and then all of a sudden we see that she's got 30 more followers because of that um and so i i can't get over how much i like this show already i only managed to watch the first episode but i absolutely am going to keep watching to continue uh, oh another thing you talked about the character the paris being a character the soundtrack of this show the, the whoever's in charge of the, this the soundtrack they have found some of the most interesting and eclectic uh french pop and rock music yeah incredible i've in the and i only watched one episode Three songs have already been added to my Fall 2020 Spotify playlist. Me too. From this show.
0: Me, me this too. This show
1: is doing it when it comes to the music. You need to have a soundtrack. I don't know if you already have. If this Emily needs to have a playlist on Spotify on uh, uh, Apple Music, the show is doing it with the soundtrack. Oh, absolutely <laughs> loved this show.
0: And another thing, one other thing. If you are not already doing in this Netflix, you need to create an Instagram account with em, em, for Emily. Create an actual one with her posting, and of course, it would be postings from the show. But so that we can shop the looks in the show, because you can shop from Instagram. So that oh, yeah, iPhone yeah, so ta- case.
1: So wow, huh? so Tasha, you can get the iPhone case for me for Christmas. That'll be great. That's a great idea. I already
0: got you pajamas so <laughs> too late uh, that, that was always the worst christmas
1: gift when i was a kid was getting pajamas <laughs> was like, oh who, why why
0: because but they're they're superfluous they're, they're all over the place they're abundant so it's like yay pajamas especially christmas ones. yay pajamas or holiday ones, i should say so um if you are not doing that you need to as a social media person myself you need to create an Instagram account for her make it shoppable so that we can shop these all the looks. Well that's something
1: uh, this show is a marketing scheme I would not be surprised if they don't already have it it's in the works because she's going to sell that they're going to sell so many clothes people are going to be after so many the, oh my god the bags the men's clothes the 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 jacket that the that that guy with the curly hair was wearing at the cafe people they are going to be selling so many clothes so many Shoes, iPhone cases—it's gonna be insane.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You, 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 you—you did that. You did that. Netflix. Only, only thing
1: there—I only have one complaint about the show, but that's just about, I guess, age. The fact that Kate Walsh is character when they find out that she's pregnant because she gets sick uh, at work and throw starts throwing up, and um, her uh, Emily and her boyfriend are talking and they're like, uh, and her, her boyfriend's like, um, "Your boss is pregnant." I thought that she was too old to get pregnant. I'm like, Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy is not too old to get pregnant. <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs> I that saw my, that. I was
1: like, that, that was I was like, yeah, that that is- what? So that, that's the only, my only issue with the show is they're trying to basically say that Kate Walsh was too old to have a baby and it's a shock that she could get pregnant.
0: Yeah, no, that's a very millennial type of thing to say. So I'm like, it's kind of clueless, but it, it is a very millennial type of thing to say. So it, it's spot on. <laughs> and um, again,
1: I, when, I, when I go to Paris, the first thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet to everybody like, oh my God, it looks like Ratatouille everywhere.
0: Okay, you know what you need to do? You need to go, guys, I just looked it up on Instagram. You need to go. There is an Instagram account for Emily in Paris. Um, And again, it's by the creators of Sex and the City. So the reason that if it feels like it has a Sex and the City vibe... It's not an accident. That's exactly right. It's not an accident. But they have um, postings that they do, but what I don't see is shoppable stuff in there. What it is, is all about the show. So, Netflix, you're doing this wrong. You need to do some posts where we can actually shop.
1: I would be right. What they should do, because we keep seeing the posts that Emily's doing, a character is doing, they should have an account that's actually like her account. Right, like her account. So, when she's posting a selfie of her new this or what she's wearing this, or check out my new iPhone case y'all then we could we could see it and then we could you could click on it and buy it and again if you know about this iphone case listeners out there please hit me up on social media let me know where it is uh and how to get it
0: exactly exactly it is genius. <gasps> it looks like an old school camera.
1: I like. It's like basically if you were a reporter back in, like in some black and white movie, that's the camera you would have. Yeah, that no, so it, cool. it's
0: cool. It's very cool. It's very cool. So you know that you have fans of some of the stuff in there, yellow dress, iPhone camera, okay? So you need to find a way for us to get those things, like shop the looks. Kind of like what they did. Okay, do you remember with uh, Scandal? The big thing was Olivia Pope's that white couture. trench coat.
1: Okay. The <laughs> but white, I remember that the, white well, the trench fa-
0: coat? <laughs> Well, the fact that, you know, she dressed in a lot of white because it was supposed to indicate that she was one of the good ones, right? But then towards the end, you started seeing her dress in darker colors and more black, which indicated that she had ventured to the dark side. Gone to the dark side. Right. But she, uh, there was, was it Bloomingdale's or Neiman Marcus in New York did a whole window, an Olivia Pope window with looks inspired by the show. So you could actually shop the looks that uh, Kerry Washington had on the show. Oh,
1: yeah. This uh, whatever stores haven't already filed for bankruptcy because of the pandemic, they will be doing that exact they will do Emily windows. I have zero doubt.
0: Absolutely. And again, you know, springtime in Paris, that's a huge uh, thing. So we can we can look forward to probably having a lot of spring fashion uh, that that is geared towards this. And I see a lot that she's wearing now. But winter, look. You need to have some delicious coats, some delicious throws. We need some fresh Oh, oh, she, oh in she's, Oh,
1: she's going to look, she's going to be wearing one of those Doctor Zhivago things walking around Paris in the snow. Yeah, she they're going to do it right.
0: <sighs> I can't wait. So anyway, it's a yes for me and a yes for Kevin.
1: Wow, wow. Tachi. This was an incredible show.
0: This was loads of fun. I, I, this is, I always have fun with you and I always have fun with our shows, but this is in, in a long time, this is like the first time that I've really been like, wow, I'm really digging these shows. Right. So, so so
1: excited. No, this has been, this is, this has been an absolute treat. All right, Tachi. So how can people listen to our show other than how they're listening right now and potentially, you know, give us a shout out if they like what we're doing?
0: Oh, you know what? I, I like that you did that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for doing that. There are so many ways that you can listen to us. We are on every single major sp- podcasting platform, so you can Google us and look it up, but you can also go to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Tune In Radio You can listen to us twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on wjmsradio.com. All you have to do is click the yellow listen live button and there we are. And if you can't remember any of that, just go to tvchanneling.com and you can not only listen to, uh, you know, all the past episodes, you can also see all the other cool things that we have on the website. So maybe you want some more insight about Emily in Paris or connecting or any of the things that we talked today or in the past, you can connect with us on social. And how can they do that, Kevin?
1: all right Tachi we can uh, we're easily uh, we're easy to reach we're easy to connect to you can connect to us (laughs) via uh, via Instagram or uh, on Twitter we are at last weekly and also hit us up on Facebook we would absolutely love to hear from you so if there's anything going on in pop culture or if there's a TV show you want us to review let us know we would absolutely positively love to hear from you and if you know where you can get that damn I phone case yeah let us know Uh, and also also uh, yeah uh, 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 uh did you mention wjms
0: I did mention WJMS, but I okay. thought you were going to mention. Um, oh, I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Okay,
1: that was already out of the way. Oh, also, and if you want to basically uh, let us know that uh, let the world know how you feel about TV channeling, hopefully you're feeling good things. Please, on any of those podcasting apps, you can leave us a review. We would love for you to leave us a review, telling the world how much you love our podcast. And if you don't love our podcast, why the hell are you still listening? <laughs>
0: And you can also subscribe. That way all the episodes will drop and you'll have access to them. You don't even have to think about it. You'll be the first to know when we talk about a new show. Live at five. <laughs> and it really, it really is live at five. That's awesome. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> So, guys, we are so thankful for the time that you spent with us today. We really enjoy doing this for you. And we love that you are listening and making comments. Keep doing that. We do it because of you. And now we're going to let you get back to whatever it was you were doing before. And we'll sign off in the normal way we do. Bye from Tachi.
1: And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it in French.
0: Oui, oui. ha. <laughs> Ha <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> Au revoir! <laughs>